This is Jews with Tattoos. Body art is a fascinating way of communicating, and behind each piece of ink work is a real human story. On this podcast, we find and share those stories, and we'll shed light on how members of our tribe express themselves and walk in this world. I'm your host, Noam Rauscher, and welcome to Jews with Tattoos. and all the trainings that you have to do and the one-on-one relationships you have to build, at the very least, what you're doing is facilitating an opportunity for young Jews to connect with Israel, which is actually really wonderful. And giving them different perspectives so that they can make up their own mind about it is actually really useful, too, to the American Jewish identity. Um, And you specifically have established a really wonderful connection with Israel, it seems like, personally, um, in relation to the tattoo that you have, the particularly Jewish tattoo that you have, which we'll get to in a minute. But I'm wondering, you also shared uh, in a survey that I put out, which originally connected us together, you shared that you have several tattoos, um, some of which are not Jewish at all. I would love for you to just share, you know, briefly about all those tattoos. You don't have to go into like all the all the details about them, but what are the tattoos? Where are they on their body? And then we'll get into more specifics about those later. Yeah, definitely. So the first tattoo I got was, I believe it was right around my 21st birthday. It might have been my 22nd birthday, but I got a small tattoo on my wrist of three red stars. Those stars come from the flag of Washington, D.C., which in itself comes from the coat of arms of George Washington. Um, And I did that because at the time I was just about to graduate from George Washington University in D.C. So it was a way to kind of commemorate the city where I had spent the past four years, as well as the namesake of my university. And that was kind of the path that sent me down tattoos was that little first one on my wrist. Um, From there, over the next several years, I collected a number of tattoos of places that were of particular significance to me. So um, I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, um, which is uh, has a lot of good things going for it, but the thing it is maybe one, certainly very famous for was that it was burned to the ground during the Civil War by General Sherman. And right. so the flag of the city of Atlanta and the symbol of the city of Atlanta is a phoenix. So I have a phoenix on my right wrist um, symbolizing my hometown of Atlanta. Um, then after college, I moved out to California. I lived in San Francisco for many years uh, immediately following being in university. And out there, I got a tattoo of the the California flag, uh, the pretty famous uh, design of the bear, the brown bear with the star. Um, So I have the star and the bear on my left forearm, and that's kind of my symbol of my time in California and my love of that state. After several years in California, I um, made Ali out of Israel. That's how I ended up with my Israel uh, Hebrew tattoo, but I can circle back to that. Um, In terms of the other kind of non-Jewish tattoos, Uh, A couple of years ago, I got a second California tattoo. I really wanted something to commemorate not just the state of California, but my time in the Bay Area. So I got a tattoo of the uh, Golden Gate Bridge uh, that I had drawn by a local artist here in New York and then then hand done by a a tattoo artist in Brooklyn. I also have a couple of uh, tattoos that aren't about places for me, but they're just kind of 
I guess, things that are near and dear to my heart. So right. on both of my upper arms, I have text on either arm. So on one arm, I have May the Force Be With You mm-hmm. from Star Wars. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Um, and so I have that on my left upper arm. And on my right upper arm, I put the beginning of the First Amendment. Um, I put the first five words, Congress shall make no law, mm-hmm. um, to symbolize the First Amendment and the five freedoms entailed in the First Amendment, the freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of press, freedom of assembly and freedom of petition. Um, so because those, you know, the First Amendment and civil liberties and civil rights are very important to me. And um, that tattoo actually has a slight Jewish connection. And, and thinking about when to get the tattoo in a way that will kind of stick in my mind, I actually got this tattoo several years ago on Shavuot. I felt that the holiday on which we celebrate receiving the law and commandments at Sinai seems like a, a good analogous day to get a tattoo very nice. of the Constitution. Very nice. Um and then I also, on the side, on my side, on my ribcage, I have a small tattoo of Peter Pan, just because I kind of identify with Peter Pan, this idea of never growing up, never growing old, maintaining a, a childish or childlike wonder and sense of adventure is something that's important to me. So I do have a small Peter Pan. So those are kind of my general non-Jewish specific tattoos. I mean, and automatically, uh, Aaron, we can already tell that these tattoos are more than just body art for you, right? That is not to say that people get tattoos superficially, but uh, these tattoos have real significant meaning to you about the places that you've lived. And you certainly, like me, have bounced all over the country and lived internationally as well, from Atlanta to San Francisco, which I'm sure was a big culture shock as well. Um, I lived in Charlotte, North Carolina for five years and then came out back to live in Pasadena, California, and they're two different worlds, and lived in Israel for a short time as well. Um, and But there, it seems like these tattoos, whatever you get from wherever you are, help you kind of map your journey and remind you of the things that are most important. That's really wonderful to hear. Yeah, certainly. When I was thinking about it, I, I knew that I'd wanted to get a tattoo for a while, and I thought about it probably a couple of years before the first one. And I was really thinking, like, I want something that's personal, that's meaningful to me, um, but that isn't going to lose its meaning or its excitement. So so the idea of places where I've lived um, kind of struck me as something that those places are always with me. The people I met there, the lessons I learned, those cities and countries and states had a huge impact on who I became. And Mm so it seems appropriate to to kind of honor them. I also... um, you know, all of my tattoos are pretty simple. They're either black or another solid color. There's not a lot of design or detail. I kind of like them as almost icons. They're very, they're very basic graphics. Mm. Um, and now I've been in living in New York for about five and a half, six years now. And so I'm, um, thinking about what my New York tattoo is going to be. And that's probably going to be my next one. Well, for my new, my new hometown. Any ideas? Um, I live in Brooklyn, and I really love it, so I've been playing around with some different ways of iconography associated with Brooklyn or specifically with the Brooklyn Bridge, but, um, you know, I have this Golden Gate Bridge tattoo, so I kind of want to balance it with that, but at the same time, keep to keep it as simple as possible and not right. get not get too intricate with my tattoos. All of them are kind of standalone pieces, sure. no more than a few inches that only took, you know, an hour to an hour and a half each of I've never kind of gone all in on something really big. Or very colorful, it seems like. Yeah, you know, I've seen some really incredible stuff, you know, watercolors and things like that, and I've always thought about it. But at the end of the day, I've kind of kept it simple. But, you know, I guess we will see what the future holds. But the other thing about my tattoos is that I've, I've 
chosen specifically to get them all in places where they're not obviously seen. So I see. the first one, those stars are actually on my wrist under my watch, and I wear a watch all every day. So it's probably the least seen, but all of my others are on my forearms or chest so that when I'm you know, wearing a long sleeve shirt, they're completely covered. It's important to me that um, you know, I can show off my tattoos when I want, but I can also cover them up when I need to be in a situation where they're not seen. Well, since you brought that up, let me just, uh, you know, is is it part of that a way of showing respect to the Jewish community as a result of the, you know, um, legend about, you know, Jews uh, or tattoos or a desecration of the body? And I'm not suggesting they are. I'm just inquiring about maybe your sensitivity towards that. No, not actually, not really that. Not, it, it is a sensitivity, but not in that case at all. I actually I think that... Um, that we as Jews or really anybody should make their own decisions about their own body. Sure. Um, and, and I think that I've tried to be really thoughtful about those decisions and not get, you know, random cartoons or icons or pop culture things tattooed, but really play, you know, tattoos that are, have very, very deep personal significance. I see. So I would say the primary reason to, to get my tattoos where I've got them is, um, just, you know, in the professional world that I work, it's certainly not a secret that I have tattoos. And often, you know, I have my shirt sleeves rolled up and people see them and I talk about them. But, you know, it definitely can be beneficial, especially working in the Jewish world, too. There are times when it pays to be able to kind of button things up mm-hmm. and, and be able to have that. Um, certainly, it's not an issue for me in terms of any, you know, whether there are taboos or not. But I know that there are enough people to whom that that is a concern that. Right. Um, I'm just, you know, I, I'm kind of, a, I'm aware of what people think when they see my tattoos and I don't want them to form impressions of me based on what they think they may know based on what they see. Well, yeah. And that's, you know, you're not the first person to mention that type of sensitivity and desire to show respect to the, to the rest of the community. Um, and I find that also to be really interesting too, um, that Jews who get tattoos and you're certainly a Jew with many tattoos, you, you fit in right with this podcast, mm-hmm. um, that you would walk that line. Uh, that's very interesting. I, I think it's great too. Um, and I wonder what that says also about Jews who, you know, search for this desire to express themselves in really personal ways um, and yet also take active steps to keep those expressions hidden up when they know that other people might be off put by them. Um, like I right. said, you're not the first right. person to bring that up and that's just a really interesting trait. Um, so thank yeah. you for sharing that. Um, let's get yeah. into it. Oh, sure. Yeah. I was just going to say, I often do get into conversations with people about Jews and tattoos, whether it's other Jews who, um, think that that's a, you know, kind of a, a hard and fast law or other non-Jews who've just heard that right. Jews don't get tattoos. And, um, you know, I kind of explained to them the, like, you know, your body, your choice. And I think that expands the, across the board, but also I, I also often remind people that I think in all of my travels and all the places I live, the most tattooed people I've ever seen are in Israel. I think that the mm-hmm. the tattoos per capita basis, it seems like Israelis, certainly Tel Avivian, right. um, are heavily tattooed. So right. it's definitely, you know, I think that, um, and especially in, in my generation, I'm in my mid-30s, and I know plenty of Jews with tattoos, and the ones that don't have them, you know, most people are not really pointing to some sort of, biblical prohibition is the reason they choose not to tattoo. Right. That's exactly right. Um, so let's get into, uh, you know, the Jewish tattoo that you have, um, Afal Pichain. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to know yes. more about that because that is not a, you know, speaking as a rabbi, that's not a popular phrase that many Jews know. 
and so I'd love to know more about the origins of this tattoo, why you got it in the place on your body, what it means to you, and how you came across that phrase in the first place to think so much about getting it put on your body permanently. Definitely. You know, I knew it wasn't a common phrase, but I've been surprised over time, like just how uncommon it is, not just to Jews, but to Israelis as well. Yeah. Um, Cause it's frequently people ask what it says or, right. or are unfamiliar with it. Um, so the, the phrase off all roughly translates to in spite of, or nevertheless, it's one of those great Israeli phrases that doesn't truly come to English. Um, they first came to my attention. I lived in, in Israel for a few years, and when I first made Aliyah, I made Aliyah to Haifa, uh, port city up in the north, um, specifically because I did not want to be in Tel Aviv or Jerusalem. I wanted to go to a little bit smaller place and mm. study Hebrew. Haifa has a really great naval history and a great mm. sea uh, seagoing history, and it's also one of the places where many, many uh, survivors of the Shoah arrived into Israel, mm. um, both legal uh, legal immigrants coming over, but also a lot of the clandestine illegal immigration right. that was happening um, before and after the war were coming into the port of Haifa, sneaking past the British centuries and, and coming into the port there. And so as a result of this deep history in Haifa, they've built a, a museum there to celebrate the, the immigration history and specifically the kind of what what we would call illegal immigration. But when you know we're talking about Jews sneaking past the British illegally. Right. And, and in this museum, they have a ship that actually brought many, many survivors over from displaced persons camps and other places in Europe in the late 40s and 50s. And that ship is called the Afal Pichen. Mm. And it's preserved there in Haifa. You can actually go and tour it um, and visit it. And so, you know, I got to spend some time there at this museum and I've been on the ship. And I, you know, when I first saw it, I liked the name of it. It kind of, has a nice roll off the tongue. And then the more I learned about it, and especially the meaning of it, it really struck me. And so when I decided to get a tattoo to commemorate my time living in Israel, um, this kind of popped out at me because it, it was directly linked to Haifa, which was important to me. It was directly linked to this concept of Aliyah and of, of Jews coming to, to live in, this, in the land of Israel, which obviously was important to me. And just the translation or the meaning of the, of the phrase um, I think is important to me, this idea of like, we're not giving up, we're, we, we as a people have flourished in spite of, or nevertheless, of all of the things that have been thrown at us by the world. And then for me personally, just this idea of, um, you know, of overcoming, of overcoming challenge and, and not giving up and, and doing what, what I, you know, what I meant to do in spite of challenges. So all of those things together is kind of the, why I just chose to get this tattoo, um, I also didn't really want to do something as obvious as a, a Jewish symbol or a Star of David or something like that. I like that my tattoo is recognizable, certainly to Jews as Hebrew. Um, if they speak Hebrew, they can usually read it. Many people still recognize it as Hebrew, but if you don't really know what you're looking at, you might not even realize it's a Hebrew or Jewish tattoo. Um, the the text of the tattoo itself is it's a pretty standard block or a variation on a block print. It was actually... Uh, the font was designed specifically for me for this tattoo by a mm. friend of mine who's a, an artist. So she created this this design and font and tattoo and, and put the whole thing together. Um, each of those four words, off, al, p, fin, is two letters. Mm. So it's um, the four words stacked on top of each other. So it kind of forms a little box of two by four of Hebrew letters. Um, so it has like a nice graphical flow to it in addition to being, you know, a readable Hebrew phrase. Right. And it's nice knowing that no one else 
has or ever will have this tattoo because it was, you know, uh, created for me by a friend. That's exactly right. I mean, they may get the phrase because they may too find, you know, significance in the idea of saying nevertheless mm-hmm. or in spite of maybe it's inspiration from the same place that you took it. But in certainly in design, it's unique to you. It's right. not one that anyone else is getting. Right. And then, yeah, the, the only other the last thing I'll say that's kind of interesting about this tattoo, I think, is all of my other tattoos are on my arms. Um, but Peter Pan's on my side of my ribcage. The others are on my arms. I got them on my arms because I think like my tattoos are for me. They're not for other people. So when you look at them, if you were to see my tattoos, they might look upside down to you. And that's because I'm looking at my tattoos and they're right side up to me. And I put them on my arms specifically so I can see them. Mm. This one, however, um, you know, just, you know, and, and keeping with the sentiment behind it and my feelings about Israel, I wanted this one in a little more special place. So I actually had it done on my chest, just over my heart. So um, I frequently see it in the mirror backwards, but I can look right. down at it and see it see it right there on my left chest, left chest. So that's another particularly it was chosen the spot that it was going went in was chosen particularly for its meaning. And someone who saw it on your chest, you know, would they be able to? Re- and if they were able to read Hebrew, would they be able to see it correctly on you? Yes, it would. It would read as standard uh, right to left Hebrew text if they were looking at me. When I see it in the mirror, it reads backwards. Um, the only I think challenge is that you know the font is a little it's not a traditional font so if you don't necessarily know hebrew well you might not be able to recognize some of the letters and specifically the word hen is also spelled the same way as ken yes in hebrew so it's a very common hebrew word it's a common hebrew combination of letters the variation i have is a is a very uncommon form of the word so oftentimes i've had israelis kind of look at it and they can make out sort of what the words are saying, but it doesn't make sense to them because I think that the the phrasing is 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 not very familiar. No, it's not, but it does have great significance, particularly in the way you know that you talk about it um, and where you drew it from inspiration. Um, you know, the the ship itself that came into Haifa, Afal Pichain, did have real significance for the people who were aboard it, right? Shoah survivors. Um, who weren't going to be stopped in any way after surviving such atrocities and potentially losing lots of loved ones in the process, um, weren't going to be stopped in any way, shape, or form by making it to what they consider to be the promised land, um, despite it being under British mandate and control. Uh, And so the ship itself is very significant, and the name is quite appropriate for it because it was their sailing mantra. Nevertheless, right, we have continued in our lives in spite of everything else that has been done to us, in spite of the tragedies that we've suffered through in the harsh treatment we've had to endure at the hatred that people have thrown at us. uh, Nevertheless, and in spite of all of that, we still persist in our lives. We will still live. We will still journey. We will still be free and live out our lives based on how we want to live out our lives. And nobody will stop us from getting there. Has yeah, that, has that, exactly. And please, no, I just say like I, I, you know, even though I kind of I arrived in Israel much differently on a plane, I like that it is symbolic, not only the meaning, but that it's it's symbolic of people who specifically um, arrived in Haifa, came and made Aliyah to Haifa, seeking seeking a new, different life in Israel, better life in Israel, and so. Um, you know, the, since Haifa was the place that I made Aliyah to, it will always hold a special place right. in my heart. Um, and that, you know, I would never, never compare myself or my journey to anything that the original, right. you know, passengers on the ship went through. But I do feel like a kinship to all of those 
who arrived in Israel and the in the port of Haifa and, and who made their home in that city. Well, I also wonder if there's this sense of irony about it, as we know, right, and this has come up before in this podcast, that part of the sensitivity that Jews have with getting tattoos is knowing that Shoah survivors, right, one of the evidence of their experience in the concentration camps are the tattooed numbers that were forcefully put on their arms as a way of desecrating and degrading or degrading who they are um, and who, uh, you know, in their lives is saying, you know, we can easily mark you with a number. You're no more than that. Um, and in many ways, I wonder if it's possible to look at your tattoo as a way of saying, um, I make those choices, just as you said before, right? It is my choice what I do with my body. Um, and so therefore, I'm going to kind of flip that on its head. Right, exactly. And I think that that's also to me why it's important that my tattoos have like very deep meaning that they're things I think about for a long time. Right. You know, I've never had more than one tattoo done in a year. I mm -hmm. think about spacing them out over time because... I am very conscious of this, you know, that many, many Jews were forcibly tattooed, and those tattoos are reminders of, of really horrible, horrifying and, and terrible events in their life. Right. And so uh, I don't want people to think that, uh, you know, that my tattoos are frivolous. And, you know, and whether you see, see it in pop culture or you walk past tattoo shops and you see all the stuff on the wall and people get drunk and get tattoos, et cetera. And I was right. like, to me, that's kind of – that's where that, like, respect and that honoring – the role that tattooing plays for the Jewish people comes in for me is these are not things um, that I've gotten lightly and in, in all of the tattoos, even for the places I lived or places or tattoos that I got after living in those places for years and years and years, not just the day I moved there. Hmm. Um, I actually got this tattoo um, shortly before I left Israel to move back to the United States after a few years, because I wanted to honor my time in Israel and remember my time in Israel and, um, and have a little piece of that close to my heart when I came back to America. Right. The imprints that are made upon you in the journey have now become imprints you've made on your skin as reminders about that. That's really a lovely way of handling it. Um, I'm yeah, exactly. And please, please. No, go ahead. Well, I, I, no, no, no. Oh, okay. So I, I, so I wonder, um, is there a particular story that you have in which you've had to rely on the Afal Pichin tattoo to, you know, get you through a circumstance, or is there maybe a, a story um, in which you've had to tell someone about it, um, an interesting circumstance uh, beyond this podcast in which you've had to really relay why you got it or, you know, how it's helped you through a circumstance in itself? Um, well, I do, def I do frequently tell people about it. Like, I'm, I'm very public about talking about, about my tattoos, and given my role and my job, I spend a lot of time... Right in an educational role or on a stage like in front of other Jewish young adults in, in, in a leadership role. And so I'm frequently asked about tattoos and Jews with tattoos, et cetera, et cetera. Um, because of the location that's one on my chest, it's less often seen. But I will say that one of the things I like about it, and this doesn't happen often, but, you know, usually in the summer when I'm at, on vacation at a beach or somewhere exotic, like the fact that it is Hebrew, um, you know, kind of, I like that it's a little bit of a pseudo-secret symbol, almost the same way that, um, you know, if you're wearing um, a piece of jewelry, a Jewish piece of jewelry, that sometimes people can see it. So I've definitely had moments in totally foreign countries where I'm on the beach in Thailand or sitting at a pool somewhere where somebody notices my tattoo in it, and it's an opportunity to strike up a conversation, yeah. um, usually with another Jew who's like, doesn't sees that it's Hebrew, but doesn't know what it says, right. um, and, and, and sees it, um, 
the other, you know, the only other thing I would say about it is because it's location on my chest, I see it every morning. Certainly when I'm in the bathroom and I'm brushing my teeth, washing my face, shaving, it's, I see it every day in a way that I, you know, some of the ones that are on my arms or my upper arms or the Peter Pan on my son, I don't see as frequently unless I'm looking. So this is one that's kind of like constantly in my, in my vision that I think about a lot. Well, and it also strikes to me as, uh, you know, being one of those reminders that Judaism asks us to carry around, right? People will often wear very traditional or Orthodox Jews will wear tzitzit, right? The little fringes under their clothes mm -hmm. as a way of reminding themselves of the mitzvot and commandments, you know, the obligations of the heart that we're supposed to do in order to live our lives with holiness or connect with God in a, in a spiritual way or even make the world a better place. And so you've done that in a particular way, which is really beautiful. Um, and so that it does serve as that kind of daily reminder to you about who you are and what you can get through. That's really lovely. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I never thought about it in that way, but I guess in its own way, it does serve as that same kind of memory device for me right. um, about my, my heritage and my history. I wonder if you could also speak to um, the the constitutional tattoo that you got, because you mentioned earlier that you got it on Shavuot. And, and Shavuot, you know, while it's one of the three major pilgrimage holidays, according to the Torah, right after um, Sukkot and Passover, um, you know, it's it's not widely practiced by a lot of Jews, um, and I would say many Jews aren't even aware of it. Uh, and so, you know, you could have gotten that tattoo, right, on July 4th, right, or a major mm. – or, or another major American holiday in which that tattoo had significance. But you chose to connect it with a Jewish holiday, um, something that is part of your heritage and your people. Um, I, I wonder if you could say something about that. Yeah, so, you know, when I got the, when I was thinking about the tattoo, I thought about it for a long time before getting it. Um, and then I started thinking about when do I want to, when can I get this that will be significant? I think prior to getting the Constitution tattoo, my, I think it was maybe my third or fourth tattoo. And my other ones I had gotten like on my birthday mm. or my Star Wars tattoo I got on the anniversary of the day the original Star Wars movie came out. Sure. Was, I kind of liked that, that symbolism of the significance. And so, thinking about when to get this constitution tattoo, I was starting to think about like, what are some significant days that could be related to law or to history or civics, things like that. At the time I was also early in my career as a Jewish professional. And so I think for the first time, um, I was getting Shavuot off from work. It was my, mm. the first time I think I had ever really had this holiday off and really considering what Shavuot meant. Um, so certainly having a free day off of work, um, made it easy, beneficial. But prior to, I think, getting the tattoo and to really thinking about Shavuot, to me, it was like I'd heard of Shavuot. I kind of understood, like, we're going to eat some cheesecake. Right. But, like, it wasn't – it wasn't – right. I didn't really understand what it was. And so when I decided to get the tattoo on that day, I wanted to do a little more research so I could kind of draw this connection. But um, there wasn't a – like a huge, you know, there wasn't like a, uh, I think a big moment or a plan of, you know, the significance of Shavuot is the laws and the significance of the constitution. It was a lot of small factors. It was the right time of year. It was a day off of work. It was a day that is significant that I could remember sure. um, and think about it. And, and so to me, it's just like, I think I also kind of just like it as, I think it's a great little tie in of this, you know, the tie between the holiday and, and the tattoo. 
Absolutely. Uh, and so just in case anyone isn't aware who's listening to this, Shavuot is this holiday where we celebrate the giving of the Torah on Mount Sinai to the Israelite people where um, the Israelites entered into a covenant with God as, you know, as a result of God giving the Torah this amazing gift of learning and wisdom to the people as guidance for life. Um, you know, a spiritual guidance for life, uh, that they also pledged this covenant that our ancestors said, we will have this ongoing relationship with you through ups and downs in our lives, right? That doesn't expire with anything, that doesn't run out or, you know, in any way, shape or form uh, that we will be participants in. Uh, and so, you know, th that's also what I find interesting about it. And, 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 you know, if there's some part of you that can speak to this, that would be great. But, you know, it's interesting that Jews often talk about having dual identities, Right. I don't want to say dual loyalties. Right. Um, but dual identities to, um, you know, America and also being a Jew. Um, what does it mean to be an American Jew or are you a Jewish American? Um, I wonder if that's something that you've thought about, because I think there are a lot of Jews out there that have that who, who strongly identify with both. Um, and in many ways, whether you intended it or not. I think it's very possible to say that you've done a great job at kind of bridging those, that you've found a Jewish significance within uh, an American historical event, um, and you've also taken an American historical event and found a way to connect it to Judaism in really significant ways as well, um, given the history and what we know about Shavuot. Um, was that anything that ever crossed your mind in the process of doing it, or after you got the tattoo, did you think like, huh, that's a way of connecting two identities that I that I have. Um, well, it's an interesting question. I don't think I ever really consciously thought about it in the context of that this tattoo. And I think that's because to me, I don't feel like I've ever had a conflict between my Jewish identity and my American identity. Um, you know, to me, I think one of the when I think about what it means to be American, I think one of the cool things about about America and the American identity is that it's it's such a diverse place and that it come, we all come from such interesting backgrounds that you can kind of add American before or after nearly anything else. It's, sure. you know, it's, I think, you know, if you're a Jewish, if you're Jewish and Irish, you know, where you're a Jewish and from a, a place that has a more homogenous, stronger cultural identity that can maybe conflicting, but I don't personally feel any sort of tension between my American identity and, and the American values that I, are important to me um, and my Jewish identity and the Jewish values that are important to me. Um, and I think that's one of the really cool things about being an American and I guess being a Jew. Um, you know, when I talk about Jewish values with the, the people I train and our birthright participants, I talk a lot about Jewish values are just Hebrew names for things that we all or nearly all hold universal anyway. Right, right. Um, and that, and that a lot of what we think of when we talk about our Jewish identity isn't just isn't necessarily changing who we are or or adopting new aspects of our identity. It's merely connecting the things that we already think and feel to kind of those longer ancient Jewish ideas and and histories. Um, so for me, when I think about the fact that I have English tattoos from the U.S. Constitution and Hebrew tattoos and tattoos from places around the around the states, like it's all. It's all part of my identity of who I am, right. um, and I—I I don't know if I'd ever consider myself a Jewish American or an American Jew. Um, I've never really kind of put that sort of sort of label in it, and I've been fortunate that I've you know never been kind of forced to, and never felt that I had to choose between my two identities. 
Well, that's wonderful that you haven't been able to choose or you haven't had to choose uh, between those two identities. Um, you know, n nevertheless, I think it's still really wonderful um, that, you know, you had this chance to kind of find a similarity between the two. Um, you know, and that's really wonderful. And I think you're right, you know, um, that the, the values that we talk about in Judaism are many universal values that we already practice and that we know about, but it also deepens the idea of it in knowing that, you know, they come from a, a Jewish heritage as well and a Jewish um, wisdom practice too. Um, so that's, it's just really wonderful to see how you've connected those, even if like you didn't think about it in the first place that way. I still think it's really great. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, you're, you've, this, this kind of interview and conversation has caused me to think uh, about some interesting different ideas about my tattoos. I've never had the opportunity to speak with a rabbi about a Hebrew tattoo or any other. So um, it's been really interesting to kind of like think about some of the underlying things rather than to share these stories. But for me, I just, you know, at this point, I've had all these tattoos for so long or most of them for so long. Sometimes I even forget, and I forget that when mm -hmm. someone sees me and they notice the tattoo mm -hmm. on my arm, or they see me with my shirt off, and they notice the tattoo on my chest, that that is influencing like what they think of me or or their you know who I am in their mind. And and so sometimes I have to you know I have to remind myself that if I don't know a person and I've just met them, and you know I also have earrings, and so you know if I just meet someone and I'm wearing a t-shirt, their first impression of me is like who's this guy with the earrings and all the tattoos, and like. You know, if you describe, if someone were to say, like, describe me as, oh, yeah, yeah, he's got a bunch of earrings and his arms are covered in tattoos, I'd be like, that that doesn't seem to mesh with who I think I am or who mm -hmm. I am. Because um, I think we all have kind of preconceived notions of what it means when when men have tattoos and earrings right. like that. And so right. um, sometimes I have to remind myself that the outward appearance that I project isn't what I, you know, I picture in my mind's eye. And that could be a whole other podcast in terms of the image that, you know, <laughs> men see of themselves versus that that people project onto them. Uh, and I certainly hope, Very Aaron, true. I certainly hope that um, this isn't the last time you get to talk about your Jewish tattoos or your tattoos at all. And I certainly hope um, that if you, that you get the chance to share it with other rabbis and open their eyes to their beauty and to their significance for you. Um, and that they come to just hear your stories with with a sense of wonder uh, and just realizing how great they are. Thank you so much uh, for being part of this conversation. I really appreciate it. You've been wonderful. Well, thank you very much for having me on. It's been a really great to to talk about my tattoos and and length and to share the stories of all of them and uh, to leave with a little bit of Jewish food for thought. Uh, you know, as an educator and a lifelong learner, I always love learning new Jewish knowledge and so this has been a really great uh two-way conversation for me wonderful as well. I'm, I'm glad i could provide that to you thank you very much um have a yeah. great day and uh...